Because in order for us to be creative, in order for us to succeed, we have to come out of our comfort zone. We have to take the next step. We have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And having the imposter syndrome kick in is exactly the sign that we need to realize we are on that path currently. So get comfortable with your imposter syndrome. It's a good thing when it shows up and don't let it stop you. Take it as a sign that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Keep on pushing and don't let it hold you back for one second. Hey there, it's Lena Levinsky. I'm a Polish-American speech-language pathologist, accent coach, educator, and a serious fuzzy sock lover who won the cutest accent award in high school. I share my best tips on how to find your voice, speak with confidence, speak English like a boss, and I also share inspiring stories from successful world citizens who bring their expertise on topics like business, entrepreneurship, marketing, wellness, mindfulness, and more. I want to empower you to believe in yourself, get out there, take action, pursue your dreams, and become the version of you you were born to be so put on your headphones or tune up the volume because you don't want to miss a thing oh and make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode this is the accented world podcast well hey there accented world listener thanks for tuning into another episode of my podcast i'm so grateful for you being here and tuning into my show because it really means the world to me when you start a podcast you don't really know if anyone at all is going to listen and to have you coming back for more episodes and being here every week just means the world to me so from the bottom of my heart thank you for being here today's episode happens to fall on my birthday I am turning 34 today and it's making me look back and reevaluate some of the things I've done, some of the things I still struggle with, and some of the things that I hope to achieve in this upcoming year. I love to use my birthday as time of reflection for me because I think it is really important for us to look back and evaluate where we are right now versus where we used to be to compare because For the most of us, we're not in the same spot we were five years ago. Because of human nature, a lot of us tend to be hard on ourselves and tend to not look at the good things that we've done in life or things that we have achieved and kind of focus on the negative and what we're still struggling with and where we hope to be. And I do think it's important to look back and evaluate the things that you have achieved and how much you have grown over the last few years, sometimes even over the last few months. For me, this year has been all about reflection and learning to be because since February, I've been pregnant. I'm still waiting to give birth to my baby boy. It should be end of this month or early next month, who knows, um, whenever he decides to come. But this experience has really made me slow down and look at what's really important to me and prioritize those things. Because I used to be a person who was always on the go, 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 working on my business, working full time, trying to do things at home and constantly beating myself up if I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. And it wasn't a healthy pattern. It was something that I've struggled with for years. So this year has been a blessing. Initially, I fought it when I had this instinct to really slow down and get off social media and just really spend more time with myself. But Eventually I gave in and I'm so glad that I did because 
I'm never going to have time like this again. Being pregnant for the first time, learning about baby growth and development, watching my body transform and create this beautiful baby. I really took the time to educate myself and prepare as much as I could for what's to come because it's so important. You're never going to get this time back. And I think going into something this big as bringing in a baby into this world, you have to be prepared. And for me, that took precedence over anything else that I was doing, even entrepreneurship, everything. I just kind of went back to working full time because it is important to have a stable income. And then I just focused on me and nesting and building the house and the environment I wanted for my baby. I had the privilege to do so because not everybody does, but I'm very grateful that I was able to step back and take this time for myself. So that's what 33, my 33rd year on this earth kind of looked like for the most part, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But I also started to reflect on my entrepreneurial journey and what have been some of the biggest struggles I've had since deciding to open my business and become an entrepreneur. This is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about today, given that you may be an entrepreneur, you may be a professional, you may be an accented speaker, whoever you are, I hope that you can relate to what I'm sharing here and learn from my biggest struggles and how I'm working to overcome them. Since it is my 34th birthday today, I decided to share my four biggest struggles as an entrepreneur. And there are so many, so narrowing it down to four was quite a challenge, but I wanted to talk about the four that I struggle with the most right now. So let's chat about my biggest struggles. The first thing I struggle with the most is content, figuring out what type of content to create. And I do really think Part of it has to do with not being 100% clear on who my audience is. I mean, I am clear, but it is hard for me to name them per se. My ideal community of people that I would love to work with are multilingual entrepreneurs and professionals, leaders in the field who don't speak English as their first language. And despite being brilliant... They struggle with their self-esteem and the feelings of being judged for the way that they speak. And because their English is not perfect per se, they hold back or they feel vulnerable and struggle with scaling their business or progressing in their career because of these fears that they have around the way they speak English. So I love working with people like that because I used to struggle with the same thing. I really used to struggle with the way I spoke and public speaking in general, my accent, feeling less than, honestly, because I wasn't a native English speaker. And luckily, that pushed me in the direction of working on my fears and working on becoming a more confident speaker. And a lot of that I have to attribute to this show and being in front of the mic and just letting go. But a lot of people struggle with this. So for me, I personally, when thinking about my ideal community, struggle with naming them. I've always had this issue with what to call my people, essentially. Do I call them multilingual entrepreneurs, which I love. I think multilingual is a beautiful way of explaining who I'm talking to, but I'm not sure if 
people can relate to that. So that's always in the back of my head. Do I call them English language learners? Do I call them international entrepreneurs and professionals? That goes on in my head. And I feel like it's held me back for so long. Do you struggle with something like that? Do you struggle with narrowing down exactly what to call your community, even if you know who they are? To me, that's been a struggle for a long time. And I know it's not a big deal. I know my ideal community will find me when they're ready for me. But as part of human nature and this tendency to be perfect, even though I'm trying so hard not to fall into that perfectionism trap, it has been holding me back and I have to agree. So that's held me back a bit in creating the content that I want to create. And it caused more of the struggles that I'm going to mention in a few minutes that I also have on my list. So it's something that I'm constantly working on and I need to let go because I know I'm mostly creating this problem in my head. But anyways, don't we all create a lot of our problems in our heads? The good thing about it is that we're able to figure it out and hopefully let it go eventually. That's what I'm working on right now. But when it comes to content... Another thing that is troublesome for me is being consistent. And I know a lot of us struggle with that because being consistent means you have to create a lot of content and put it out weekly for some people daily, for some people every two weeks, monthly, depending on what you decided to do in your business. But it's a lot of work, especially if you're building your business on a side. So initially what I was doing is I was posting a blog post every week as well as a podcast episode, as well as posting on social media daily. And I found myself so burnt out and so unhappy with creating content because it was just too much. It wasn't working for me, but I was trying to take on the advice of other entrepreneurs and recreate their success without really looking within myself to see if it's working for me. Because if you build a business or a model of business that you don't enjoy, what's the point of building a business at all, right? Because hopefully you're in this not for the money. You're in this because it's your true passion and the money is a result of this passion of something that you love to do. So if you're building a model of business and you're working on your business nonstop and on your content nonstop, and it's stressing you out, it's probably not the best business model that you can have. And that's what I found with myself. And I didn't realize it until this year when I took a complete step back from posting and creating aside from my podcast that I realized that it just wasn't working for me. And I was stressing myself and causing myself not to enjoy what I was doing. And that's a big no-no. So when it comes to creating content, yes, you have to be consistent, but pick an avenue or pick a way, design a way that works for you. And if you're lucky enough to work with a VA who can help you with that, that's amazing. But if you're not, there are some things you can do, such as batching your content. So perhaps you do four blog posts a month every week, something comes out. So maybe sitting down on a Saturday and writing four of them or batch recording your podcast episodes that are later released. Do what works for you, but in a way that doesn't stress you out. And it keeps you creative. Because if you're not creative, if you're just doing this to post and show up, that's not going to move the needle for you in your business. And I learned that the hard way because that I was doing that for a very long time. 
We'll be right back with the show. In the meantime, make sure you rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Woohoo! Thanks for your support. Thank you to Osea Malibu for supporting the Accented World podcast. Osea Malibu is a non-toxic skincare brand which has been making waves since 1996. It was founded based on the knowledge and wisdom passed on by the generations of women in the Palmer family. Drawing inspiration from the ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere, Osea was created with one intention in mind, to deliver your best skin with the highest quality ingredients. The Osea products are plant-based, gluten-free, and use innovative formulation of certified organic, bioavailable seaweed sourced from all over the world. With products that are cruelty-free and without animal-derived ingredients, Osea is committed to delivering conscious vegan skincare. Their mission is to ensure their products are free of chemicals that are known or strongly suspected of causing cancer, mutation, or birth defects. What I love about them too is that they offer a variety of fragrance-free products. I strive to reduce the fragrances exposure in my life. Even their products which are not completely fragrance-free have very delicate scents. I just love their atmosphere protection cream, which I use in the morning and at nights, and their white algae mask, which I love to leave on overnight. They both leave my skin soft, fresh, and radiant. I struggle with some hormonal acne, so knowing that Osea products have the highest quality ingredients in them makes a huge difference for me. I do not purchase cheaply made skincare anymore. Skin is our biggest organ and it deserves to be treated as such. Head on over to linalevinsky.com forward slash Osea to get your non-toxic vegan skincare with the best ingredients today. That's lenalevinsky.com forward slash O-S-E-A. Or head on over to the show notes for today's episode at lenalevinsky.com forward slash podcast. I can't wait to hear about your experience with what's surely to become your new favorite skincare brand. Thank you to Thrive Market for supporting the Accent the World podcast. Thrive Market is my go-to online shopping destination when I need to restock my pantry, get my favorite snacks, refill bath and beauty products, get new home care items, and restock on Luna's favorite dog treats and shampoo. Well, who am I kidding? She doesn't like to take a bath, but I feel better about her bath experience when I get her organic and chemical-free pet care from Thrive Market. Thrive Market makes healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. That's because it offers wholesale prices and saves its customers an average of $30 per order. I don't know about you, but I love saving money when shopping. Thrive Market makes it easy to get my favorite organic, whole food, non-processed brands at much cheaper prices. Now they even offer meat and seafood, frozen meal bundles, and wine to get everything you need and make your shopping experience easy and seamless. If you're on a specific diet such as vegan, gluten-free, or AIP, Thrive Market lets you filter all of their products to meet all of your needs. I've been eating a mostly plant-based diet, and I can't tell you how much time I've wasted reading over ingredients to ensure there are no animal products in them. Thrive Market saves me so much time and makes my shopping so easy. It's a no-brainer for me and my family. Get your box of goodies from Thrive Market today at linalevinsky.com forward slash Thrive Market. That's linalevinsky.com forward slash T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T. They even offer free shipping if you spend over $49 per order. They love helping you save money. Head on over to linalevinsky.com forward slash Thrive Market to get your link to start saving today. Moving on to the second biggest struggle as an entrepreneur for me, and that's building my email list. All the big names in the business talk about building your email list, which will be the backbone of your online business. That's because you own it. 
that's because nobody's going to come and take away the names that you have on the list. Something that could happen with social media. And we kind of saw that happen when in October this year, Instagram and Facebook kind of went off the grid and they weren't working for a few hours. People panicked because if your entire business is based on social media presence and on your followers as an influencer, it can be a great business model, but things like this can happen because you don't own your followers. Not to say you own your email list subscribers, but you do have their email list address and nobody's going to take that away from you. Not Mark Zuckerberg or anybody else in charge of the social media platforms. So I know how important building my list is. It is also an amazing avenue to connect with your audience every week by sending them newsletters and connecting with them in this more personal way. My biggest struggles when it comes to building my list kind of goes back to my struggle with naming my ideal community because I want to create something that is specific for entrepreneurs and professionals and not just something generic focusing on their accents, because that's not what I want to work with people on. Yes, accents are a big part of it, but I don't think that's the most important thing when it comes to speaking with confidence and really truly being able to share your voice with your audience and with your coworkers and potential business partners. Because I've struggled with nailing down exactly what to call my audience, it's also caused me not to create that list building opportunity freebie that I've been meaning to create. So it's something that I'm constantly thinking about. I would love to create a quiz or something that is helpful to people to figure out if this is something that they struggle with or something that they would like to work on and create something that will give them information that they need and help them out to get started. I have a lot of freebies on my website and whatnot, but I feel like nothing has nailed exactly what I'm trying to do. So that's something that I struggle with. And because of it, my list building has suffered greatly. I'm happy with the size of my list, but I know there are a lot of people there who are not my ideal community. And as much as I love having them there, you know, they're not as engaged and they're not really interested in what I'm having to say. So that's something that is important to take a note of. If you're building your list, you want it to be filled with people who are interested in hearing from you and perhaps working with you in the future. Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to make your business a business where you can offer your services, perhaps sell a course that you have created or work with your ideal audience. It's just not going to be sustainable. So for me, building my list has been one of my biggest struggles that I'm going to own up to right now and something that I really want to focus on and hone in on moving forward. My third biggest struggle as an entrepreneur has been selling. I am not a salesperson. I've always felt awkward offering my services or selling what I have to sell. So I have created a course, Speak English Like a Boss, and I am very proud of it. And I think it's a wonderful program helping exactly my audience, my ideal audience of multilingual entrepreneurs and professionals, Speak English Like a Boss being able to speak with confidence and not worry about what other people think about their accents. But I have struggled with selling it because imposter syndrome kicks in. Thinking about, wait, is this the best program I could have created? Is this something that I really want to put out there? Thoughts like that come up for me often. And I know I'm not alone here. Imposter syndrome is something that is 
affecting most of entrepreneurs, even seasoned entrepreneurs who are extremely successful and billionaires. It's just human nature. Once we achieve something amazing or we are coming out of our comfort zone, these alarms in our head kind of go off and they're like, oh, what are you doing? Are you really ready for this? Are you really worthy of this? Is this what you're supposed to be doing? Go back to your comfort zone. It happens a lot. I feel like a lot of us have this conversation in our head and you can look at it two ways. You can either look at it as a warning that maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're not doing something correctly or something that you're supposed to be doing, but I hope you don't look at it that way. I hope you take it as a sign that you're exactly where you're supposed to be coming out of your comfort zone. Because in order for us to be creative in order for us to succeed, we have to come out of our comfort zone. We have to take the next step. We have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And having the imposter syndrome kick in is exactly the sign that we need to realize we are on that path currently. So get comfortable with your imposter syndrome. It's a good thing when it shows up and don't let it stop you. Take it as a sign that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing keep on pushing and don't let it hold you back for one second. And for me, even though selling is something that I don't feel comfortable doing and I'm not naturally gifted at, I would say, it's just not something that I do. I'm starting to realize if it comes from a genuine place and if you're selling the services that you truly believe in and you know are going to help other people and the materials you truly believe in and you know are going to help other people as well, Selling is just something that is going to help others. It's not something that is sleazy or unwanted or shouldn't happen, which are some of the thoughts I sometimes have in my head when my imposter syndrome kicks in and I have to go through the whole process again. But it's something that is natural and it should never hold you back if you're being truly authentic in what you're doing. And hopefully you are. And I know sometimes it's hard because there's so much noise on the internet and wanting to do things and wanting to be heard and wanting to have extra followers and wanting this and that. But as long as your message is true, sell your program, sell what you have to offer because you're going to help somebody else. And that is truly the biggest reason behind what you're doing. So go out there and don't let yourself stop you. All right, I'm spilling all the beans today and letting you really inside of my heart and soul here when it comes to my business, but I'm glad to do it because I know I'm not the only one struggling with these things. I have one more biggest struggle as an entrepreneur for me that I wanted to discuss today, and that is time management. We're all short on time. A lot of us are running around trying to take care of our family, work full-time or part-time, build our business on the side, or are fully immersed in our businesses, which, as we know, take a lot of time. And sometimes we forget to come up for air and take a break and really enjoy what we have built or the life that we have currently. Time management is huge. For me, it's a big struggle. It always has been. Part of it is because I am a procrastinator at heart and I do push things off until the last minute or I tended to. I feel like I've gotten better with that recently, but I'm still not as efficient as I would like to be. Somebody who completes their to-do list every single day and just crosses things off and then has an amazing day at the end, feeling like they've accomplished so much. I don't know if those people really, really exist, but I would like to imagine somebody is out there rocking it when it comes to time management. That is not me yet. I definitely struggle with it. 
And if I got better at time management, I know I would designate the right amount of time to my business and to my job and to my home life and hanging out with friends. And I would have this beautiful balance in my life, something that I would love to achieve if it's possible at all, but it's not something that I'm able to do yet. And I can own up to that fully. So time management is huge for me. And some of the things that I've been doing to try to stay on top of it is scheduling tasks in my calendar. I do use the Google Calendar app on my phone. And then whenever I have to do something, I usually put a task in my phone. So I get that reminder and I get it done, especially because I took a step back this year because of the pregnancy. I feel like it hasn't been as crazy as it used to be for me. So I'm able to do that and actually complete what I want to get done. I also have a to-do list on my desk that I keep on rewriting. Unfortunately, there's so many things that I want to do in terms of taking courses that I've purchased that I'm really interested in, in terms of working on my website, in terms of being active with my audience. There are so many things that I want to do, but unfortunately, I don't always get them done. I don't. There's been things on my to-do list for months and they make me feel bad, but you know what? Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get to them. So I can choose to beat myself up about it and really worry about my time management skills, or I can choose to understand this season I'm in right now and just kind of let it go and trust that I will get to them when I do. And I'm choosing to believe the latter. Hopefully I'll get to them when I get the chance. All right, those were my four biggest struggles. Let's quickly recap what we talked about today. The first one is content and being consistent with putting out your materials and doing it in a way that doesn't burn you out. That's been a very big challenge for me. The second thing is building my list and creating that perfect or so-called perfect freebie that will be of great service to my audience and will allow me to build a list with my ideal community. The third thing is selling and not feeling uneasy about it and understanding that my products come from an authentic place and can help other people. And the fourth thing is time management and really managing my time in a way that doesn't stress me out and lets me be productive in my life and my business. So there you have it. These are my four biggest struggles as an entrepreneur. Do you struggle with anything yourself? I would love to hear from you. Let me know. Send me a DM at lena.levinsky on Instagram or Facebook. Send me an email. My email address is lena at lenalevinsky.com. Let me know. Let's chat about it. Let's see if we can figure out how to overcome these struggles together. And if you feel like this episode would be helpful to any of your friends or fellow entrepreneurs or professionals, please share this episode with them. It would mean the world to me if you're able to spread the message and share our little show with the world. Again, thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate you. And just remember, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, keep on being unapologetically yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Accented Royal Podcast. I know I did. The time flew by and the lessons were so valuable. Please make sure you rate the show and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I want to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at lena.levinsky and comment on your favorite part. For show notes and the offers from today's show, head to lenalevinsky.com forward slash podcast.